Today's topic is all about terms and conditions within the cleaning business. Um, welcome to the DCBM podcast. I'm Louise and today with me is Diane. Hi there. Hello. Um, we're going to be talking about terms and conditions, why they're important. And the reason we're covering this is because what we're seeing time and time again is people going, oh, well, I, I don't really want to get my customers to sign terms and conditions. You know, we just get on well. You were just friends. Um, what's your thoughts on this, Diane? Yeah, I think that the, the challenge with terms and conditions is you only really need them when things go wrong. Um, and, you know, you might think that your customers are your friends. I would probably disagree. But, you know, you need to protect yourself and the client. And that's what terms and conditions are really for. Yeah, we all sign them without even looking at them, don't we? How many of us sign bank terms and conditions and go, oh, well, you know, they're Scroll nice. Down, they're great. <laughs> yeah. And actually, but we're terrified of getting someone to sign our terms and conditions. Yet we sign them without thought, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. We agree to all sorts <laughs> when we're like saying you just scroll down. Yeah, agree. Tick, agree. Tick, agree. I haven't really read it. Yeah, that's the reality. So but but they do. They protect you. So what sort of things, you know, do you need to include, Louise? Well, a whole host of things. And we in the DC and why? <laughs> we have two sets of terms and conditions available. Um, or you can call them terms and conditions or call them contracts. Um, it's up to you what you call them, really. But we've got two in the DCBM. One is quite long, isn't it? It's about six pages long. Oh, that is good. That is going to cover you for that's, everything. That's covering everything, yeah. <laughs> but then the other one I really like because it's written in normal language, not all... Not all the lawyer speak. I think lawyer speak is a little bit scary for a lot of us and very hard to edit because we don't really talk like that. So I like the one page terms and conditions. I think there's 16. I've got them here, actually. There's 16. I'm going to say on it. Is there 16? 22. 22 clauses on that. <laughs> here they are. Um, and it's written in normal language. So you can just edit it to customize it to your company really, really easily. Absolutely. And it's a really good starting point for, you know, signing up a new client, making sure you've got everything in place, isn't it? Um, so what are some of the, the, the clauses that you'd likely put in there, Louise? And, and actually, more importantly, what can happen if you don't have them? So the number one, number one, one, it's not even number one on the list, but and the most important one that, that we get the most people on the pages complaining about is the cancellation clause. Um, particularly if you're a small business or a sole trader and a customer cancels, you don't make any money that day. Yeah, it's and a really big thing. Yeah, That's painful. So, you know, what do you do? How do you do you say, OK, well, I, I actually still need you to pay me. I can't cover my rent this week. Or what do you do? Yeah, it's a really difficult one. And you're right to identify that it can affect businesses differently depending on size. So, yeah, if you're a sole trader, you're you're relying on that income. So even if your customer gives you 24 hours notice, the chances of you filling that slot are slim. So that's actually missed income. So you might need to have a different cancellation policy to perhaps a larger business where actually sometimes we want a bit of flexibility in the schedule. And sometimes we can deal with cancellations a little more easily. And I always think in terms of, you know, if a client cancels with us at short notice, I've got one in the bank there for if we have to make a change with them, they're going to be more flexible for us. So it is different depending on what, what your business is, isn't it? 
And, and I think building on the size of the business in your business where you've got five staff, where actually you filled up their schedules really, really nicely, and then someone cancels, so they've got no work that day. Well, that doesn't reflect on the customer, that reflects on you. Because if you as the business owner didn't have a contract with that customer to protect that member of staff and their income, then really it's your fault, isn't it? And if you lose that member of staff because they're going to go to another company that can offer more stability because they do have these contracts, then actually you're a little bit of a fool really to lose good staff, aren't you? Just by not having the contract. Yeah. And you know what? Even if you're not going to enforce it, you should have the policy in place for when you do need to enforce it. It should always be there. So what's the recommended cancellation policy? What's what's it in your business, Louise? I think we're quite lenient, if I'm honest. We, no, we've changed it recently, actually. We did charge a set fee. So I can't remember how much it was. If you cancelled within, so we're happy to let them cancel. uh, But if you cancelled within 24 hours, we would charge a set, I don't know, £15, £20. So it didn't matter how big the claim was, there was a set fee. And the reason for that is not that we want to make any money of it. We could actually cover it nearly all of the time we had other jobs. But the reason for it is how many times, and you might have had this, Diane, how many times have you had a customer where they go, oh, I need to cancel. Oh, we're just not going to be in. Oh, no. And then you go, well, that'll be X. You will still be liable for a cancellation. Well, I'll make sure I'm in then, shall I? Yes, you (laughs) shall. Like By having that cancellation fee, if we tell them there's a cancellation fee, 50% of the time they can adjust their plans and it's fine. Or I'll leave a key out. I still want the clean then. And I'm like, good. (laughs) What do you want me to say? yeah ours is ours is similar so our cancellation policy is 24 hours but the reality is that so long as they cancel at least the day before we don't charge but if they cancel on the day of the clean absolutely it's full charge because it's too late for us to rearrange the team you know and and that covers us now again in reality we may choose not to charge it if we do have other work for the team but fundamentally that is how we would enforce it in terms of terms and conditions is you cancel on the day of the clean and we even say this at this when we we take the booking is we ask for two weeks notice if you want to sort of cancel the cleaning completely but if you cancel on the day of the clean you would still be charged yeah we had to move we're similar to you we had to move to charging the full amount because actually we were losing money quite a lot and we really 15 pounds was not deterring them enough so we had to say it's the full cost um But I do say to people, look, if you go into hospital unexpectedly, we're not ogres, we're not going to charge it. But you do it to us twice and it doesn't matter what the excuse is, you're going to be charged. Yeah, we've had clients that are taking odds on because they're about to give birth. (laughs) and It's like we're never going to enforce that policy if you've gone into labour the night before. No, absolutely not. Unless, of course, your husband's forgotten to let us know and we we actually turn up um, and we can't get in. Then that's a lockout charge. So that's different. And what's a lockout charge? That would be the full price of the clean. Absolutely. Yeah. And is this you've turned up, but you can't get in. How yeah. frustrating is that? How many times? Oh, I forgot to tell you, we changed the locks. Great. Or yeah. I didn't tell my wife and she left the key in the back of the door. So you can't come in. Oh, good. Yeah, no. And because, you know, we've already we're in we're in this deal now for travel time, mileage allowance and probably that that staff member's wages for the day so no absolutely it's a, it's a full charge ouch mm. and what if they don't like it how often do they cancel if you give them that full charge um well because that's not really a cancellation that's a lockout then actually we very rarely get any argument about that we're just like look we have to pay our team member <laughs> you know and they go yeah you're right or actually sometimes they'll be like i'll be home in half an hour yeah <laughs> 
like no problem at all obviously we'll take the waiting time off your cleaning but not not a problem at all we'll we'll we'll, we'll happily wait for you and that's the other thing so what if they do make you wait outside for half an hour are you going to still do say they've got a three hour clean are you going to do the three hour clean or are they going to get billed for three hours and you do two and a half or what definitely happens? yeah two and a half hours cleaning half an hour wait time that's your three hour charge definitely How it's only fair you know your, is only fair. your team member or you are sat there for half an hour you know while you're waiting for a client to let you in no absolutely full charge and I think a lot of people with terms and conditions go, oh, you know, they're my friends and, you know, they'll be fine. They'll always be lovely with me. And then these people are obviously doing very well in their business, grow their business. These are business owners and they take on one or two members of staff. And then they suddenly need to realize that actually these terms and conditions are in place to be fair to everyone, because when it's just you and, and you don't mind putting yourself out and you don't mind being lovely to everyone, that's one thing. But if you don't put these in place for your staff, it's them that you're not protecting. Yeah. And that's why terms and conditions, that's what they do. They don't just protect you. They protect your business, your team. And of course, they protect the clients as well. Yep. OK. Should we go on to what else? Have we yeah. Got in there? What else is in there? So go on then. What Damage. Are in there? Damages. Yeah, that's a, that can be a big one in our industry, can't it? Whether it's your fault or not. Um, you need some terms and conditions that clearly set out what will and won't happen. And you've got some interesting ones in some of yours, haven't you? Where you say, actually, actually, I'm not covering for these little ones, do you? Yeah, so we actually have a, a minimum um, amount for, for accidental damage where we won't cover. And the reason we, it's our, our original insurers when we first started the business advised this, purely because I had an accident, which I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, where a blind fell out of the ceiling while I was cleaning it and caused a load of damage and a, and a complete mess. And it was just that realisation that there are these traps in people's houses and things that are loose, things that they're already damaged. And we were just like, no, we're not going to be liable for everything in your home because we're going to move it all yep it's hard isn't it oh so i put in faulty fixtures and fittings if that blind came down there's a faulty fixture and fitting because there is no way that normal cleaning would cause a blind to come down no absolutely and it is it's but sometimes from a client's perspective it's like well your cleaner was the last one to touch it therefore they were the, the one that broke it and it's like yeah but if that shower door fell off it was probably loose because nothing that we would do would make it fall off yeah well, I had a chandelier fall out the ceiling. I wasn't even cleaning it at the time, but I was in the room and I was like, am I meant to take responsibility for the fact it's smashed all over the table underneath there? I was like, I wasn't even touching it. Um, it's and really and, hard, and, and I, I've seen story, I mean, it hasn't happened in the business, but it's happened in my home where we had um, a shower, our shower door were the frameless type, very, very thick glass. Um, and we'd had them for about sort of seven or eight years. And in the middle of the night, they literally, one of them exploded, <laughs> just smashed to smithereens. There was nobody there. But I was sort of thinking at the time, yeah, we obviously knew that nothing had been done to it. It was just a, a fault in the glass that had just, you know, over the years had, had built, its up, built itself up. But if there'd have been a cleaner in that bathroom, then what would the client have said about that? First of all, obviously, the, the health and safety risk to the cleaner, but also the client would have just assumed the cleaner's done something to it. So, Diane... What would you do then if someone, if one of your staff did actually break something? 
Yeah, that's a really tough one. So we have the, uh, a policy on this for our team, as well as it being in our terms and conditions. And the general rule is that, first of all, the staff member has to let the client know. Now, usually our clients aren't in. So we have little postcards, which we would leave a note for the client on about anything. But specifically, we would definitely use them in this instance. The other rule is we don't throw the item away no, because it could, it could be really valuable to the client and it might be repairable but also it's we just don't throw them away and and that's our general rule and then they tell the client if the client's there or on the note that we'll let the office know and because in our terms and conditions we're actually we have an excess in place for our accidental damage generally we won't won't reimburse the client but sometimes we will again it's a bit flexible so let me ask them um what about we've got one in the dcbn terms and conditions when's the start of the clean Oh, that's a really interesting one. Yes. And we have that we had that debate with with team members over the years as well as to when are they on the clock? Um, and um, we've kind of compromised that they're on the clock when they arrive and they're off the clock when they when they when they they're packing. When do you arrive? Literally when they when they arrive on the driveway. So, yeah, when they've they've stopped the car, that's when they're on the clock. So they could sit and have lunch. Yeah, no, they're, they're, when they're ready, they're literally get when they're getting out of the car, they stop the car and they're going to unload. So unloading and reloading is part of the clean. OK, so we said when they open the front door, so we said they open the door, but then you can go to the car and unload at that point. Yeah, yeah so it's sort of similar, but yeah. Sort of, it's a tricky one, that, isn't it? Oh, I do like this. And, and anyway. from the client's point of view, I suppose they're thinking I'm getting three hours of cleaning. And it's like, well, yeah, part of the cleaning is that we need to have the equipment in your house. Yeah, we can't just walk up and start immediately. It's just kind of part of it. Um, but I think we've talked through, obviously, the content of some of these, but it's really hard, isn't it, to get the right wording? And this is why people, when you join the DCBN, you get these, you get the wording. We've only talked through a few. As I said, there's 22 of them in there. They're some of our favourites. They're the ones that catch you out. But actually, even just us talking through it, I think a lot of cleaners struggle with well, how do I put this down in writing without seeming like an absolute idiot? And um, when you use our templates, we've written them. You know, there's nothing personal in them. It is just these are standard terms and conditions. Now, next question, then, if you did join the DCBM and you got these uh, terms and conditions, do you then have to get people to sign them? Do you send them out to every customer? How does this work, Diane? Yeah. So I always advise for existing customers, you send them out as an update. Um, and because the reality is terms and conditions don't need to be signed. And, and this is a bit of a challenge with, with current customers if you then want to introduce them. So just send them out as an update. I've updated our terms and conditions, wanted you to have a copy. That's yep. how I do it. Love it. And if it's a new customer? Get them signed. Why not? Do you? But you don't anymore. We don't anymore. Um, we send them out with every quote. So whenever I do a quote, we they then get emailed the quote and on attached to it is terms and conditions. If they agree to the quote, I can't say it. It's not quote, it's quote. If they agree to the quote, they've also agreed to the terms and conditions. Yeah. And the, the reality is, we, we, you know, they don't need to be signed. But if you can get them signed, why wouldn't you? And obviously we've got um, DocFlight, who are one of the DCBM partners who can automate that for you. Like I said, in our businesses, we kind of we quote over the phone. We do we so we do everything kind of remotely. So we then, like you, we send out the confirmation welcome email, and in that is um, is actually it's actually a client welcome booklet that we send out that has our we call them frequently asked questions, but they're pretty much our terms and conditions. 
Oh, do you not? So you don't have its terms and conditions? Slightly more fluffy as ours, but it, it, oh. has every, it has all that same content, just written in a slightly different way. Oh, I like it. I like it. I could make it fluffier. I think, to be honest, it's on our website anyway. It's there anyway. But yes, I like that. Frequently asked questions. You're signed into this. You are going to pay a cancellation fee. But I do think you do have to have them as terms. I just have it as a PDF attached. Yeah. And we like a PDF because they can't change it. Exactly. Definitely PDFs all the way. And yeah, ours is a PDF booklet that gets sent out and it tells them everything they need to know. It tells them about insurance, tells them about our cancellation policies, tells them how they need to pay. Everything that's in the DCBN terms and conditions, it's just in a slightly different format. Have you made it pretty as well? Did you do it on Canva? Did you yeah, pretty it, it up? Of course oh, I made it pretty. Diana, I feel like I need to do this now. I want prettier. <laughs> like, ours goes out like that, but it's not pretty. Well, it's it's all right. It's not ugly. Can you have ugly terms and conditions? <laughs> ours is pretty. It's all branded and it's got our logo all over it. And it's even got the DCBN logo on there because part of it is to let them know that we're members of the DCBN. Oh, as if like I'm not I'm not free I'm free tonight I could sit there and <laughs> want to I could sit there and pretty it up couldn't I I love that um yes okay so terms and conditions but the point is they are essential aren't they and um the number of times where I see where a client is saying I'm going to take you to court or I'm going to write terrible reviews I'm going to ruin your business and the first thing I always say is look what did your terms and conditions say and the answer is always the same. I don't have any. Um, there's just all of these things are so avoidable. If you just be brave and attach it to the bottom of an email, it's not even that scary. Yeah. And we even have in our welcome email exactly what we have agreed we will do. And that's important. It, it might not be standard terms and conditions because it's going to be changeable for every client, but set out what you've agreed with them. Tell them what you've agreed. It's all in writing. And then when they say, but I thought you were going to clean the whole house in two hours, you can say, no, I told you that these were the priorities that we would cover in the two hours or however long it was. Yeah, we're the it's same. Right. It's listed in there. It's listed in, this is what we're going to do. Oh, I just think it's so hard when you first start out, though, it's really tough because you've got so much going on. There's so much you're expected to do. And then you get thrown out. You know, the reality is in our documents. So I've just added them all to the new course we're about to release for startup businesses. There's over 10 legal documents that you need right from the start. And lots of people and that's not employing staff. That's just you starting up the business. And lots of people are so overwhelmed by getting new customers in, doing the marketing, getting their products in, getting it all right, that they overlooked the paperwork side. And it's not until they suddenly realize they've worked for a month with no profit and it was avoidable had they done the paperwork. And then they realize they're going to have to either find some dodgy version of the paperwork or you're going to be paying thousands to an HR company, probably a thousand pounds. Just join the DCBM. Yeah. It's a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah, and and like I, say, I said at the beginning, you know, the, the reason why terms and conditions are important is they protect you when things go wrong. You don't need them when things are going right, <laughs> but you, you will need them when things go wrong. So better to protect yourself in advance. Absolutely. And they stop things going wrong. Like, like I was saying about the cancellation clause, I'm not chasing them for the money afterwards. I'm saying, if you do this, you'll have to pay that. And it stops them doing it in the first place. Absolutely. Ah, oh, well, thank you very, very much, Diane. I hope you've got your terms and conditions in place. I'm about to make them go and look pretty on my end. Um, <laughs> if you haven't got them, get them off the DCBM. I think we even sell a pack, don't we, of just the um, 
not just terms and conditions, but all the, what they call commonly used documents. Yeah, all the sort of the documents that you need to manage the business. You've, we've got team management bundle and we've got a client management bundle where the, the, the terms and conditions go in. And there's even a commercial contract in there for commercial clients as well. Dodo, how to sell a cleaning business the easy way. Why have we made it so easy for everyone? It's just competition for us, really, isn't it, Diane? I know. I do wonder about that sometimes. But no, <laughs> we're, all, we're all about helping the industry. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very, very much. Thank you.